Tiz Talk. Uninformed ideas, not worth spreading. I think it's a feeling that all parents will experience at some stage in their life or several times to have a child phone them in trouble or in fear mm. and be physically too far away to do anything about it. This can happen with camps when kids are little. I know, it's horrendous know, though. They can phone you back from sleepovers and say, I've had a bad nightmare and I want to come home. And we've said to our kids, you should always feel like you can call us. Mm-hmm. There'll be no judgment. We'll just sort out whatever's going on. But, of course, in our situation, both of our kids are down in Melbourne. They're 2,000 kilometres away. Mm. Uh, we have previously had a call. My wife uh, took a call from our daughter, Belle, when someone was bashing on the unit of on the door of her unit down in Melbourne, mm. bashing, bashing, bashing. talking about that. Yeah, and, and, and talked us through at that time. We were terrified. If that person had got in, Belle could have really hurt her. Um, <laughs> but she did talk us through that stage and talked us through. You just had to reassure her the police had been phoned and that the, the door was solid and she'd be okay. So I was actually delighted to get a call at 3.30 uh, on Saturday morning from my son um, who said, look, the police have just left. I'm really shaken up. Can we just talk about what's going on. What happened? Well, he has a lovely little unit down there he shares with his girlfriend uh, in Melbourne and they woke in the night to a bit of knocking around and found a guy actually with one leg in trying to break in through a jimmied window into their lounge room. And he's a fair-sized unit, Chris. Yeah, I know. He's about 6'2". So him moving forward, say, hey, 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 what's going on? Had the guy sort of get outside the window but not going away. Not going away. So he's not, it's like a ground floor, There's is a it? ground floor, yeah. Yeah, and the guy's going to step up and through, and it's all pretty dark. And the first thing is I have to make a commitment to my son not to come up with lots of problem-solving and silver linings right yes, from the word go. Do. So we went slowly. We went slowly through how we engaged with this guy, which he did very, very well. The guy was a, uh, a bit of a... He was known around the area, as the police later on told them. They said uh, he's a known offender but not a, a violent of- offender, which didn't really assure the kids because no. you know, this guy could have got inside, could have panicked, could have done all sorts. Uh, the guy tried to say, oh, mate, can you just go and get me a glass of water or yeah, something like no. that? And Chris immediately said, no, that lures me away from the window. That's not happening. And he talked to the bloke. He said we've called the police and he saw him off. Okay, so – Number one, wow. good on you. Yeah, good. That yeah. is so impressive. How old is he? 20. He's 20, but there are a couple of other things. We certainly discussed the weapon that he chose to go to the window. I said, no, let's leave things in the kitchen next time, mate. I think a baseball bat's better than trying to carry a kitchen knife out oh, to agree someone. Yeah. okay, yeah. We talked yeah, about what yeah. could go wrong with that, and uh, and he will be getting a conversation cricket bat from his dad. I've got one at home as well. Because <laughs> you can plod people off, that's all right. But the really important thing, and we spoke for about two and a half hours. Oh, wow. The wee hours of the morning was just to get them feeling safe. You know how invaded yes, you feel? Yes, yeah, yes. Um, absolutely. So then I'm allowed to talk about there's a couple of things you can do with your windows, That'll secure them. So then you were allowed to go into dad mode. Of, I, I'm going to make sure this thing never happens again. All that sort of stuff. We got to a happy place. And then we got to a happy place where we started to get into a, a bit of a looser chat. Like he and said. Banter. Yeah. He said, Oh, like, I, was, I was so glad I could phone you. Could you be getting up for work? I said, Mate, it's Saturday. <laughs> and he said, It's Melbourne. We're in lockdown. We don't recognize Saturday. <laughs> did, did, you, did you actually acknowledge the fact that that burglar was trying to break in during yes. lockdown? Yeah. Yeah. We, like, we did. Well, actually, that was like, a, that was a um, salient point. Do you not think people are being home buddy well the way and this is why we got down to the gag at the end i knew it was okay i said what do you think he'll come again i said he'll be easy to recognize he's the only guy in melbourne not wearing a mask (laughs) (laughs) i had a mate 
who had a really crappy car and he phoned the RSEQ so often he felt like they'd pick up the phone and say, is that you, John? And I feel, Robin, you have the same relationship with the ambulance service. Yeah, with the hospitals. Okay, let me tell you about my weekend because it was supposed to be this amazing weekend. I was going up to uh, Marucci Door to celebrate a mate's 50 plus one birthday. Because, of course, he turned 50 in COVID. And we had this awesome unit on the Marucci Door River and we went up Friday and then we danced and sang and drank and ate amazing food Friday night and then went up Mount Coolum, which is what he wanted to do on his birthday on Saturday morning. That could be challenging. Then we went op shopping. Like, this is like my perfect life. I reckon. And I'm supposed to be there until sort of Sunday lunchtime. But at midday, we've all come back to have a little kip. Mm. Um, I get a phone call and it's from my son, Lewin, who is, he's 19, and he coaches at his old school and he coaches the uh, Seven Seas. The seven Seas in soccer. In soccer. In and he goes, and he literally, I just pick up the phone, he goes, Mum, Piper's down, he's really hurt. Ooh. And then my phone starts to ring and I can tell someone else is coming through and it's the head coach of football at their school. And so I said to Lou, Matt, I've got to go. Um, Andrew's ringing me. So, okay. um, yeah, and the, and the coach says it's pretty bad. He's hurt. He's Ooh. been taken out and we mm. think he's broken something. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm in Maroochydore. They're playing in Ipswich. Yeah. I'm two and a half hours away. Yep. So I get back on the phone to Lou and he said, don't worry about it, mum. I've uh, sorted someone else is going to coach my team. I've gone and spoken to the medics. I'll get him to the hospital. Uh, can I have the private health card number? Um, and then he gets him into emergency. Sorry. Can I have the private health card number? Yeah. I'm because, loving this. Well, because, and then that was the other thing that was quite interesting because he said, oh, mum, have we got private health? And I said, yes. And he said, well, it's probably better to go to St Andrews in Ipswich than it is to go to Ipswich Hospital just because it can be quicker. Okay, fine. So I'm like, okay, buddy. Yeah. So then he drops his brother off, gets him settled, and he can't go into the actual emergency situation because of COVID. Right. So he's waiting at the front. So then he says, he rings me, like we're constantly ringing each other. And then he rings me and he said, oh, look, he doesn't have his phone and his girlfriend doesn't know. So why don't I go back to the school while I'm waiting, grab his bag, grab all his stuff, get his phone. This kid should work for the United Nations. I know. Like it was just amazing. And then I ring the eldest boy, Finn, who's at home. He's 21. He said, oh, mum, do you need me to go? Like I can go and get them some food. I bet they'll be starving. I can go... (laughs) It was like, honestly, and this is my point, okay, it's it's the fact that you never know when your kids are going to step up, yep. but when they do, mm. I was just, I mean, I got there two and a half hours later, he didn't leave until I arrived, despite the fact that he's just sitting in a waiting room. Yeah. Um, turns out that Pipes has completely snapped his collarbone and it's gone right the way through and you can kind of see it. And I've been talking to him this morning and he's in, you know, he's in a pretty bad way. He's in Mm. a lot of pain. Anyway, we're going to try and sort that because you can't plaster a collarbone and we have to check whether, um, they'll have to operate on it, which I don't think they will. But don't think that my children are Latter-day Saints, okay? Because Sunday morning. Oh, come on. We could have just left it there. (laughs) We could have left it there. Sunday morning (laughs) is the Champions League final, right? So they're up at 5am. And Pipes' team is Man City. Yeah. They lost to Chelsea. Oh, no. The absolute banter that went on. I'm like, what happened to the nice kids? (laughs) Gone. But honestly, and I reckon this is true for any parent, in those moments, and I'll try not to cry, but when your kids actually nail it, like when they step up in a way that you can't do, like they step in for you and they show that they're so responsible. Honestly, I don't think there's been a prouder moment in my life. Well, you were swanning it around up in the, the I know, North man. Coast. Well, I was hurtling back, but they just, and I think it's the fact that I just knew in that moment they had each other's back. Brilliant. Go team. Fantastic. It's Robin.